0: Good morning, Redeemer. Um, This is Daniel here. I'm part of the leadership team at Redeemer Community. And for those of you that don't don't know, my my particular role uh, is uh, justice and compassion. And I mentioned in our last podcast together that we were going to be doing a series of podcasts just looking at uh, the way of Jesus through the lens of justice. And I'm delighted to have Ian and Libby with me this morning. Uh, Most of you should know Ian and Libby. They've been part of our community for a long time now. And they're wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, And they've got a real heart for Farmbox. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be thinking about Farmbox, the story of Farmbox, uh, looking at some of the issues related to it, um, and just sharing their journey with Farmbox personally. But also towards the end, we're going to be thinking a bit more about how maybe you listening in uh, can get involved, if you like. Uh, and hopefully, maybe off the back of hearing what you've heard today, that'll be something you, you'll you be excited to do. So, without further ado, guys, welcome. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having us, Dan. It's good oh, to be here. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, we'll, we'll start off by thinking about the, the story of Farmbox, where where it came where it came about. Um, so, for those of you listening in, Farmbox, uh, in a nutshell, is this. It's, it's a, capac- a compassionate community learning to grow fresh food to share and eat together farm box exists to share fresh fruit and vegetables to those living in poverty but where did it all begin well about 7 years ago there was a lady in our community and this is one of the things that i really love to tell because it it kind of it shows the heart of someone uh, in a moment and that's they they witness something in a relationship and they think I want to respond to that they don't let it go they see a need and they think i need to respond to that and that's simply how the story of farm box occurred uh with someone in our community seeing someone in need particularly around fresh fruit and veg veg and the lack of that in their diet and the lack of uh being able to access that due to financial means We all know the cost of food is going up and we all know that particularly fresh fruit and veg items are particularly expensive and particularly for those who are living in poverty, uh, who don't have a lot of income. Uh, And so Farmbox decided to kind of meet that need, or it wasn't called Farmbox at the time. um, And it just slowly evolved. Um, More families and individuals got to receive fresh fruit and veg, more volunteers got involved. um, And that's kind of the sort of origin story, I guess, of Farmbox. Um and then a few years ago, Ian and Libby, rock up to our community. Um, and I'm I'm gonna let them kind of take the story on from there. So for you guys, how did you kind of get involved in Farmbox? What was it that drew you to it?
1: Well I suppose um, when we arrived in Redeemer, one of the things that attracted us to the community was the was the Farm Box uh, uh, being there and um, the whole idea of getting involved in social justice mm-hmm. and the whole idea of getting involved in this food delivery, sharing, fresh yes. fruit and veg uh-huh. uh, thing and um, it was actually part of our journey to the community mm-hmm. so uh, when we got, got here we fairly quickly after a few months got involved with helping with deliveries mm-hmm. and then over time we uh, took more responsibility and, and started sort of leading it more mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And uh, as part of that story we, we all met together in our home yes. um, a few well a couple of years ago now and we started to really try to dig down with Dan's expert help into the <laughs> no, not sure uh, about that. <laughs> into the sort of values and uh, the, 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 the guiding values of the whole uh, farm box hmm. project and uh, I just listed down here some of the ones that we came up with on yeah, that yeah. night and that night we, we talked about compassion, we mm-hmm. um, talked about justice, we talked about sharing, uh, we talked about faithfulness mm. and consistency in, 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 in our involvement with people and then we also talked about looking on those involved with Box as volunteers and families as as family mm. and trying to develop a relationship. Mm. And the other thing we ke- came up with was welcome, you yeah. know, as well as another uh, founding, not founding, but a core value, if you yeah. like. Yeah. And I think that as time has gone, gone by, those values have persisted, mm. you know, and uh, I, I think those are still the core values of Farm Box. Uh, and they all still resonate. Mm. Um, so in terms of what we're doing at the moment, I mean, we, we continue to deliver uh, fresh fruit and veg uh, every fortnight, mm-hmm. and we've got a... Uh, a great group of volunteers who are involved who are very faithful and yes. very enga- engaged with the whole process mm. and um, we continue to do that <clears throat> We get referrals from usually either the Red Cross or Belfast Trust or mm-hmm. um, some volu- some of the folks have come via other recipients of our um, of the farm box boxes and uh, that's really where the folk come from, and most of the folk we're involved with at the moment are um, asylum seeker mm-hmm. families or refugee families. Um, so uh, that's really where we're involved at the moment. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you mentioned you mentioned two term, terms: there, asylum seeker families or refugee families. So for people maybe who aren't familiar with those terms, or maybe are a little bit familiar because you know often we'll see things on on the news media. Um, perhaps you can maybe just define that for us a little bit. What what does it mean to be an asylum seeker? How is that different from being a refugee? Um, And then also when we think about destitution, which is also in the mix of that as well, um, there'll be kind of three sort of familiar terms that are used. Um, Could you maybe explain a little bit more about that for us?
2: Yes, um, so asylum seekers have left their countries Mm -hmm. to seek protection from persecution and human rights violations. Um, so they are still waiting to receive a decision on their asylum claim, so they are not yet legally recognised as refugees. Mm. Refugees then, um, to sort of define that area, have received a positive legal recognition of their asylum claim and have been granted asylum in their host country. Um, they have only a short time to find work and accommodation, only 28 days. So that is a very, it's still a very difficult stage to be in, even if you have received that Mm. uh, positive legal recognition. Mm -hmm. You have to very quickly find somewhere to live and find a job to support uh, yourself and your family. So the risk of destitution remains uh, for refugees. And then a destitute asylum seeker receives a negative decision regarding their claim, and you can appeal in that situation, uh, but your accommodation and cash support is withdrawn, Mm. although you're allowed to remain in the UK, but you have no statutory support or a legal right to work. And you're defined then as destitute because you lack the means to meet your basic needs. Mm. And tragically... um, very often um, it just leads to homelessness mm-hmm. and um, this is a very difficult situation for people um, and we do we see a lot of this covered um, in the press and the media mm-hmm. um, but the reality is very difficult working your way through a system mm-hmm. where you're not familiar with the language yeah. the culture yes. um, how things work mm-hmm. so just I think that um sort of looking at Jesus as our role model, we, we just want to really give as much support as we can yeah, in yeah. every way. Mm. I
0: mean, yeah, it, to kind of really get a sense for what this looks like in reality for someone, someone who's seeking seeking asylum to, in order to get refugee status, um, it can take years, mm-hmm. literally yeah. years. I remember yeah. chatting to someone a yeah. few years ago who had been seeking asylum for nearly nine years uh, she was a young lady. Um, she'd moved from a country um, nine years ago to Northern Ireland. Uh, she'd left her family, her children, who she hasn't seen in that time. Um, and you can imagine the immense trauma uh, and difficulty, to say the least, of, of enduring such a journey. Um, I would say that, you know, people who experience this are... Hugely resilient, um, my goodness. I have an awful, awful amount of respect for them. Um, but saying that too, um, this is something we need to really engage in as a community. You know, um, the system that is utilized to process people, uh, it sounds horrible saying it in that way, but it's it's a very broken system, it's a very backlog system. Um, and it's in, in major need of... I'm going to say good reform, because reform can take all shapes and sizes, can't it? Um, so hopefully that gives you a bit more of an understanding around some of the the definitions. Um, but one of the things I was going to ask you guys, when we think about defining people, uh, that can be a little bit muddy sometimes, can't it? Um, what are kind of the challenges in labeling people, but also recognizing and understanding the particular situation they're in?
2: Yes, I mean I think um, I was sort of thinking about this coming up to the the podcast and I think that it's really important to remember that every human being Mm. has got more than one identity so the terms asylum, seeker and refugee are only temporary terms Mm. and they don't reflect the whole identity of the woman and the children and the men who've left their homes behind to start a new life in a new country and When we use these labels we need to remember that out of the many ways in which people describe themselves these terms only refer to one experience Mm. and that is of leaving their country Mm. but the identities of these people are made up of so many more things Um, and most people seeking to live elsewhere will feel that the experience of leaving their country doesn't fully capture who they are Mm. Um, we see, I was watching on the TV yesterday and I was watching um, the uh, the people sort of crossing over the channel mm-hmm, in the boats mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and we see them just in that aspect of their lives but they're mm. so much more than that they're, they're complex and they're unique human beings and they um, might choose to identify themselves as being from a certain country or region uh, belonging to a group that that um, speaks a certain language Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or shares a culture. Or they might say, they're a teacher, they're a plumber, Mm -hmm. they're an artist, they're a a mum, they're a father, they're a son. Mm. Um, So the whole, the terms of refugee asylum seeker and destitute asylum seeker, uh, they just don't express the full identity and personality of our people. Yes, these people. Yeah. And no one can be known solely through their legal status.
0: Mm. And I think that's, that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? That um, we're all unique, but we all share a common humanity. Mm. And that's the thing that we need to be so, um, so clear on mm. uh, when, we, when we meet people and greet people, that it, it comes from a place not, not identifying them by their difficult context, but, but seeing them as as a, as a human being who has a particular story, certainly, yes. Um, but how how might we open up our lives to them and equally how they might open up their lives to us in a way that um, is probably unexpected. And I guess that probably draws me on to kind of what Farmbox is and how it's evolved in terms of delivering fruit and veg. Um, but is there more to it than that?
1: I think one of the things that... I mean, speaking about the values earlier mm. on in, in, in our conversation, um, one of the things I think that has become very uh, clear to us mm. as we've talked with the team and talked with each other um, is, is the, the idea of choice yeah. and and uh, giving people the dignity of mm. choosing what they need yeah. rather than us uh, deciding what they need. Yeah. And I think that's something that we have tried mm. In the early stages, if you like, to develop by um, perhaps continuing to, to, to deliver fresh fruit and veg, but along with that, mm. uh, giving some sort of uh, monetary voucher mm-hmm. to allow people have to have the choice in choosing their own uh, things. And uh, it's something we're still trying to develop and trying to do. And I think it fits into that, you know, labeling yes. type of discussion as well uh-huh. is uh-huh. that, you know, we, we don't. We, we, we struggle not to label people as asylum seekers or refugees uh, solely um, and so we also struggle to try to give them the dignity of being mm. able to make their own choices mm-hmm, in terms mm-hmm. of their needs Yeah. so that's something that's become important in our conversation and mm. in in, in the way we try to develop things yeah
0: so dignity is an important mm-hmm. value that's mm-hmm. kind of maybe emerged a little bit yeah. during the story of yeah. box. absolutely um, and it's good isn't it to, to kind of really dig into these things and kind of really Really think think them through mm. as a community, uh, which I know you guys have done with 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 the volunteers of Farmbox, and the families and individuals that that we get to to share food with. Um, I suppose moving that that idea of dignity dignity along. Uh, one of the other aspects of Farmbox was was linking in with with a with a local farm, um, and that's something that's been apparent in the last few years with Origin, and I know part of the idea of that wasn't just about Receiving fresh fruit and veg locally or locally locally produced but also was an opportunity to invite families and individuals up in order to to take part in the planting and the managing and the harvesting. COVID hit during that time um, which has obviously made it nigh impossible to do such a thing Um, but the heart behind it was was kind of a sense of how do we create more space for dignity, uh, more space for Genuine community and friendship and doing things together. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe you could talk a little bit more about Origin, what that space is, uh, and how, how how that relationship has evolved, what that looks like.
2: Yes, yeah, so Origin is a non profit, cooperative, community owned farming space just outside uh, or quite near to Balamunai and it began several years ago, and their vision was to create a space for growing Mm -hmm. and resting and learning and community. And I would actually direct um, everyone to look at their website. Mm -hmm. Their website is really interesting, and it sort of sets out um, everything about them, what they stand for, and um, you can find out lots and lots of information there. Um, they also are very keen at Origin to include um, anyone who wants to be a volunteer Mm -hmm. Um, they have volunteer Saturdays which operate from 10am till 4pm and you can go up and, and they'll guide you through planting, Mm -hmm. uh, growing, um, identifying, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is something we've had a bit of a problem with sometimes, actually sort of (laughs) saying, now, what is that vegetable? Yes, Because the the vegetables they grow are so fantastic Uh uh and so different that sometimes we kind of go and say, wow, you know, uh, just now what is that? Mm -hmm. And um, they also grow the most beautiful flowers up there. They have a, a flower business as well. But they grow vegetables for Farmbox and they plant and they sow and they um, just pick the vegetables for us and that lasts for about six months of the year. Mm -hmm. And once a fortnight then, somebody from the team volunteers to go out and collect all the vegetables and sort them into bags or boxes Mm -hmm. for our families. And um, that has been a wonderful... Uh, relationship to grow mm. and to get to know everybody up at, at Origin and um, we just we feel really blessed mm. um, by the projects they give us and also the relationships there yeah. they're just they're a wonderful team
0: uh, they do they really yeah. serve Farmbox so well mm-hmm. um, yeah if you do get a chance to get up to Origin um, some of you I know in the community have already been and, and often talk about it so it's a lovely place just to go and be and, and rest all uh, mm. work, depending yeah. on which you want to do, um, but yeah, I think the thing that kind of sh- um, the thing that uh, sticks in my mind when I think about origin and the produce we get from them is their marrows. Yes, um, yes. I've never seen marrows as big as this. <laughs> like we we had one once that I think lasted us two weeks as a family. So um, they they do the do the job well when it comes to growing food. Um, and it's, it's um, been a beautiful relationship.
1: The other beautiful thing I think about going up to origin at mm. different times mm-hmm. of the year is seeing that seasonal change, yeah. you know, that, you know, the, 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 the planting and mm-hmm. waiting, this, the, the, the growth and the harvesting, and then the rest yes. of the sort of winter period. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. I, I'm always you know struck, struck by that, by that mm. you know, in our own lives, if yes. you like, we have periods yeah. of yeah. growth periods of rest, periods of, of, of planting, and mm-hmm. um, um, I think it's a beautiful place to be and to yeah.
0: rest. Totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we are hoping maybe next year, COVID maybe finally going, yeah. perhaps, perhaps not, um, will give us maybe the opportunity to actually get up there a bit more mm. and get involved in the kind of uh, sowing and planting and harvesting uh, and doing that as a whole community uh, with the families and individuals that that receive the fresh fruit and veg too. So we talked a little bit about the story of Farm Box, mm-hmm. some of the values, um, what does it mean to be uh, asylum, seeker, refugee, destitution, just sort of giving some definition to those, which is good, but also recognizing that people are far more than the labels that we, we plant on them. Um, and also some of the other relationships like origin uh, that helps serve Farmbox really well. I was kind of interested to find a bit more about you guys in terms of your journey, um, particularly around justice uh, and thinking around things that have challenged you and changed in terms of your thinking and your posture in the past couple of years of doing Farmbox. So, Ian, if you think about Ian and Libby two or three years Mm. ago and then you think about Ian and Libby today, what's evolved for you guys?
1: Yeah, well, I think I mean, our whole, I mean, my whole um, awareness, if you Mm. like. uh, I mean, I've always been aware of the importance of justice, if you like, Mm -hmm. in in the background. But I think it's become more of a foreground issue for me. Okay. And I think that has, um, I think it's become, what's become... Um, developed in me, if you like, is, is a realization that the gospel, mm. um, the gospel of Shalom, the gospel of peace, is about uh, not just the individual, mm. but but the just justice within the community and within the within the world, if you like. Or or, or the good news is about is about justice for for everyone, mm. if you like. And um, that centrality in the gospel has become very apparent for me, particularly. Um, you know, if you read through the, as, as I've read through the Old Testament prophets, you know, what's jumping out at me is, you know, look after the widows, look mm. after the orphans, yeah. how you treat the foreigner mm. is, it seems to be integral to mm-hmm, the prophets mm-hmm. messages and, yes. and, and uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, acting justly in, in the world. Um, God was angry at the mistreatment of people. Okay. God was angry at the mistreatment at that, you know, how, how the foreigner was treated within the land. Mm. Um, and then when it comes to Jesus, who's obviously the, the focus and the and, and the, the, the centre of our story, mm. um, you, you see his uh, him talking about uh, blessed are those that um that that hunger and thirst for righteousness mm. and the, the word justice you know, has the same root as that righteousness. Yes. you could say that as blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the sense of fairness, in the mm-hmm. sense of treating people well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also that idea of the sheep and the goats. Mm-hmm. Whenever, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus is talking about how people are, are seen or judged you tr- how you treat others mm-hmm. is how you're seen to treat Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, th- th- those sorts of ideas have, have become much more... Forward in my thinking, yeah. uh, in in terms of justice. So mm. I, th- I see it now as as a rather than add on yes. to my faith, if mm. you like, or my the way I live my Christian life. Mm. I see it as a central issue, you know, mm-hmm. a central mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, core value yes. within my faith. Aye. So I think that's probably mm. the the journey I've been on, if mm-hmm. you like, in terms mm-hmm. of my understanding of how important it is as a Christian. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. What about yourself, Libby?
2: Yes, well, I think um, I've always been very aware of justice issues. Mm-hmm. And I think I, um, as a child, I have my mum and dad to thank for that, actually, mm-hmm. because um, they really made me very aware of that from a very young age. And and then just myself looking at the example of Jesus. Jesus always took the side of the marginalised, uh-huh. the isolated, the the mocked, the rejected, and I think that looking at Jesus and his model helps us focus and move ahead with that. And um, I think that sort of a very significant thought development for me is that is is about the question of choice mm-hmm. and decision making related to dignity and I mean mm. the three of us have talked quite a lot about that and Dan you recommended um, sort of a couple of books mm-hmm. for us to read on that and I think that has really developed for me through my involvement with Formbox mm. actually um, because we can use box to actually provide those elements of choice and decision making, um, because we can actually ask our families, well, what food would you like? Or would you like vouchers? Or are there any other items that you need? Mm -hmm. And that was particularly um, relevant during the pandemic, uh, when everything was closed and some of the families needed um, some unusual things, for Mm -hmm, example, mm -hmm. a sofa. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and and the team, everybody on the team Really came together during the pandemic when everything was closed down, and really brought together the team. Brought together all their resources. Mm. Um, so Mark, for example, was able to access a sofa, and then um, other members of the team were able to access other things yeah. for their families. And you know that has just that has just been wonderful, and just that that opportunity to give our families choice mm-hmm. and dignity.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then I think as well another development um, for myself personally um, through Farm Box is that um, just the recognition that the families come from all over the world. So for example eat different foods mm-hmm. and really speaking into that and, and asking them, and building up relationship with them and then being able to ask what food would you like? Yeah. And it's just that, it's just such a blessing Mm
0: -hmm.
2: to be able to bring that um, element of choice Mm. into their lives.
0: I think for me, as I've I've thought about this over the years, as my thinking has changed and been challenged often, um, the word charity often springs Mm. out to me. Um, Charity even though it comes from a good place, it tends to make decisions on behalf of the other. And when you start to consider this way of approaching justice, you can start to create a narrative based on your own opinion or lens, can't you? And you might think these are good things to be done, you know, but you also unintentionally rob someone of their own choices, expressing their own needs as they see it, and the dignity that comes with autonomy. So a question which I think is what you guys have been asking well, which is which is great, is how do we move away from positions of arm's length, charity and power to places of friendship, dignity and and collaboration. And it's a journey. You know, I think sometimes people think, gosh, we need to arrive straight away. Um, The story of God is not like that. Our own faith journeys, our own life journeys are not like that. There's always progression. There's always other people that come in and influence us, uh, challenge us uh, to think maybe a little bit differently about something. And that's really, really, really good, isn't it? Um, And that's, I suppose, for me looking in on you guys and Farmbox, that's probably one of the more beautiful things that I've witnessed is that you've not held tightly onto it. You've been holding it loosely and kind of asking these questions because you want it to evolve into something better and greater, not for the sake of greatness, Mm. but in order that people are genuinely served and are lifted up uh, are given dignity, are given choice, are able to express themselves as true human beings and people, not defined by their labels, but just defined by what we all share, which is our own humanity. Um, so thank you so much, guys. Um, really beautiful just to hear your heart and the story of Farmbox. So, what does it look like then exactly, just as we kind of round up a little bit, coming into the land, what does it look like to get involved in Farmbox, particularly for those who might be curious about getting involved?
1: Well, um, practically, I mean, mm-hmm. w- what's involved uh, as a volunteer on the team uh, is to to deliver uh, to one or two usually most folk deliver to one family Mm -hmm. some folk deliver to two but uh, um, every fortnight usually on a Sunday so what we do is we get together the vouchers Mm -hmm. get together the 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 food um, and uh, then on the Sunday usually after the service at at, at church uh, we have it ready for the volunteers to pick up and take to their to their family and uh, so that's the practical side yeah. of it. Um, then, on top of that, you know, the engagement with the family is varies from person to person. So some folk develop good relationships and, 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 and friendships mm-hmm. with the folk they're delivering to, uh, and others, it's, it's a drop-off at the door. Okay. And really it's being sensitive to just not mm-hmm. force yourself on people yeah. and just develop relationships as, 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 they, as they do. they mm-hmm. do. Um, we have a wee WhatsApp group which keeps us communicating uh-huh. and that's a, um, <clears throat> how we tend to communicate with each other. Um, then as Libby said earlier when talking about Origin during that sort of season between April-ish and, and October-ish, um, uh, the growing season, uh, we look for volunteers from the team to go up to Origin and maybe once or twice in the year we'd be would be usually what Folk have to do mm-hmm. uh, would, would be, if they volunteer to do that, yeah. th- that's usually what we would ask. You don't have to do that, but you mm-hmm. know, you can volunteer to do that. Um so really it's just then communication with the families, mm-hmm. you know, trying to as, as required find out maybe what types of food they they enjoy and uh, fit in with their culture mm-hmm. and things like that. Um uh, and even just being aware. And responsive to any other needs that, yeah. that, that, that families bring up. Uh, so I think that really covers most of the practicalities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Yes, indeed.
0: So if, if you're wanting to get involved, then um, obviously do, do come and chat to in and Libby. They'll be more than happy to, to chat to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go on online to redeemerscentralcom forward slash farm box. And on that page, you'll be able to, to, to click on a form and just kind of give your details if you want to do it that way too. Um, But we would like to highlight an evening coming up, guys. Um, So I'll, I'll let maybe Libby do that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to let, let everyone know what's coming up next week?
2: Yes, absolutely. So um, we would love you to join us um, for a Farm Box community evening. And it's on the 25th of November from 7 pm to 9 pm. And we're just going to have a time of. Community together, and we're going to have some food, and we are going to um, watch a short film um, that uh, Jared McKenna made called Manus. And Jared McKenna was here um, in Redeemer about two or three years. Yeah, about about two or three years. Pre pre pandemic, Uh and he spoke, and he actually spoke about um, his involvement. Uh, with making this documentary and it's about 15 to 20 minutes Mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. and then we're also just going to have a chat together, um, have some discussion, uh, speak a little bit about Farmbox Mm -hmm. and then we're really privileged to have some of the Annika uh, women coming to share with us about um, just how it is, how life is Mm -hmm. um, as an asylum seeker or a refugee um, in Northern Ireland.
0: There you go. Brilliant. Thanks, Libby. I would encourage you to come along, um, even if if you're not feeling able to maybe give in terms of uh, getting involved in Farmbox, just to find out uh, Mm. and be supportive of what's happening. Uh, And a big big thing for me um, over this next period of all this season uh, and going forward, is just building friendships. And one of the, the, the great friendships that we've been able to build in, in recent months is with Annika. And it's been so good to have them in the building with us. Um, just being able to, to learn from them too, um, and maybe um, explore some collaboration as well going mm-hmm. forward. And I guess uh, next week's a good example of that. So yes, next week on the 25th of November at 7pm, stick it in your diaries um we're going to probably be having little wing pizza so maybe that's a slight encouragement mm-hmm. if not a big one yeah. um and we'd love to see you there um ian libby thank you so much for your time this morning it's been wonderful uh, just hearing from you and thank you, i'm sure we'll do it again sometime um brilliant thank you thank you dan thank you dan thank you